I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week, I'm joined by an old friend and personal trainer, Van Haas. Now, we are old friends starting uh, at the same gym together in the early days of our personal training careers. And we had so much fun going down memory lane and discussing our own personal and professional evolutions in fitness and how we approach our work. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation and have a few laughs as well because there were moments when we lost it a little bit. But I really hope you enjoy listening to this one. If you are enjoying the Train Happy podcast, you can now find us on Instagram at train happy podcast please do tag us and you can always use the hashtag hashtag train happy podcast as well and i will be looking out for all your posts i have been so encouraged by your support and everyone sharing the episodes each week so please keep doing so and thank you so much already now without further ado let's just get in to the episode Today I am joined by personal trainer um, and instructor and uh, social media, I don't think influence is the word, I think just presence is the word. I'm joined by the formidable Ban Haas. Um, <laughs> I should say to everyone listening, we met on my very first day as a personal trainer um, and I know you were a few months into the job yourself. So I feel like we've been on this journey together from day one and... I think we're going to discuss, but I think we've both had our own evolution of of how we practice personally and professionally and just, I think, our mindset and our confidence and, you know, just, I think, growing up in your 20s and figuring out who you are whilst working in the fitness industry. So I thought it'd be great to, to start with, um, yeah, introduce yourself and Let's start at the beginning and talk about where you started with fitness. So I started, I made the career change to become a PT in 2014, um, late 2014. Um, what do you want to know? So well, I, I want to know prior to that, how did you even get into fitness to begin yeah. with? Were you a sporty kid? No, hated, absolutely Tested PT, PE. Same. Hated PE. I hated anything. I even, I hated team sport. I thought anything where it was like competitive because I felt shit. I felt like I couldn't do it. I didn't even want to try. It just made me feel bad about myself. Um, I hated up until 21. I'd never been in a gym before. Um, I thought going to the gym was very basic, very just <laughs> weird. Just like, why would you do that? Because it wasn't like a big thing, was No, it? it was, no, I would, I don't know. Like my friendship group wasn't like that. Yeah. But I just thought, why would you do that? Why would you, why, why would you care so much? Why would you be so, it's so, you know, it's so it's just basic and ego, ego you've got to have like a real, like, ego to like mm. want to like work on your body did you think it was quite like a vanity 100%. exercise I only saw it for vanity reasons I thought well, there can't be any other reason why you would mm. go to the gym 
Um, and did on... you feel like you don't care that much? So oh yeah, I'm way that? too cool for that. I'm yeah. I'm not like other girls. I'm like, <laughs> I don't need to go to the gym. I'm just gonna like drink and um, just be cool and eat, like eat whatever I want. I th- I thought that was like a personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to I spent a year in LA, and that's when the first time I went to the gym, um, purely because it's just. It was it was what people did there, and it's much my more, friends were going yeah, there. It was much more culture. like it was much more like, and it it didn't really have a thing. To, it didn't. It wasn't really about aesthetics. They just went to the gym, like mm. brushing your teeth. Mm. Um, and I went there, and it all started off with like literally thirty minutes on a stationary bike. And when I'd gone to LA, I I wasn't really in the best mental mental place anyway. Um. And I just found that it suddenly helped me and made me feel a lot, lot, a lot, lot better. And suddenly it it all started from 30 minutes on a stationary bike to really enjoying it, coming back to London, being like, okay, well, I need a gym membership now. And everyone's being like, well, um, keeping it a bit of a hush Keeping it on the on on the lowdown, not wanting to like tell people that you know, which is like so un twenty twenty. Because you would have like, do you think you would have if it was now? Do you think because it's so, you know, the whole well, no, if you haven't posted it on it Insta- never and social media, it never happened. Do you feel like you would post it more? Um, I don't know. I don't, it was just so different back then. I felt mm. ashamed. I felt like I felt really um, embarrassed that I've changed, and people would be like, "Oh, but she's not, she's not that," you know party girl drinker anymore because she wants to go to the gym or but I was to be honest I was doing both yeah (laughs) but I was I was it it was I really was enjoying it I just thought like I had to keep it a secret for a Mm. bit um a couple of years it was all about me fitness 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 Mm. um I went and my first job was in the city doing legal recruitment for two and a half years I toyed with the idea of becoming a PT for quite a while but I never really thought that I could actually do it um, and I wasn't really in the right space to do it. I think a lot of people now jump on to become a PT because they think, oh, yeah, I'm really passionate about fitness. So I'm going to become PT. But as you probably know, that's not enough. You can't just yeah. like going to the gym and become a PT because you're not you're literally not going to make it. Um, I waited until I was less selfish about my own fitness goals. And I actually wanted to help people. That's so becoming a PT. Interesting. 100%. That's so interesting because that's why I held back because it was wow. all about me. When it stopped being about me, I was like, right now I'm ready. Now I can definitely do this. And that's when I made the decision to quit my job. And that doesn't happen a lot in the fitness industry in the whole, because I think a lot of it, I think a lot of people get drawn into the fitness world for somewhat selfish reasons, because, Mm -hmm. you know, like it worked for me, I can do it. And if I'm in a gym all the time, I can... I don't know, I can be working on myself all the time mm-hmm. as well. Um, also, they think, well, you know, I. they see the side, the glamorous side of the Instagram. They think, yeah. oh, I can make money. Like, this PT is making this much an hour. Yeah. Like, if I, like, that much an hour, I could, like, you know, pack out clients. Yeah. And I'll be in the gym all day. I'll be training. And they think it's going to be, they think it's, they think that's what it is. Yeah. They don't think, they it's don't so see it as actually... Action. <laughs> it's so unglamorous. <laughs> like they don't see that we're literally we used to sleep in corridors yep. in the middle of the day. Yeah. They don't see that we didn't have a kitchen for a while. Hey, Luke. <laughs> we didn't have a kitchen for a while. Do you remember when we yeah, didn't have a kitchen? Our manager locked us out. So Bad and I worked in the gym together for like how long were you there in the end? Probably like eight months we worked together. I was there. 
just under just under a year, maybe. Yeah. So I and, the, and I joined two or three months after you guys started. And the only reason I left was because it was literally killing me. Like yeah. it, the the commute, I had like a built up a business. It was like actually, I felt like I'd really really achieved quite a bit, mm. and I was. It was it was like a thriving business, but I inside I was dying. Yeah, we worked in the basement. <laughs> you didn't see daylight much. Um, I were I lived I lived get an into, hour away, yeah. and you're starting work at six, six seven. My first client would be at six a.m. My last client would be at like nine p.m. And, and I was just yeah. I was like I did not quit my job to be doing to be hating myself this much. So <laughs> it's not glamorous. It's definitely not glamorous. <laughs> but I I do think yeah you're right shifting to the mindset of okay I have done what I needed to do for me I'm ready to pass that on to other people mm. and help other people I think is so important I also wouldn't change anything about that first year like that mm. sets up yes like now everything feels like dreamy now yes. it's like oh god yeah I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill out this morning or mm. like actually I'm not gonna work that evening mm. having that choice constantly makes me think you know what I hustled we hustled. I've, I've done my time. We hustled. I've done my time on that gym floor talking yeah. to people who I don't want to talk to. Yeah, who probably don't want you to speak to them. don't want me to speak to them. <laughs> I've done my time, you know, mm. cleaning treadmills and doing all that stuff in between whilst trying to whilst trying to earn money enough to, to be able to pay your rent yeah. for the gym. That's just for the gym, not even for your home. That's <laughs> not just, just for the gym. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So I've... I, I, I would never take it back because I think that set us up and having to have those conversations and ha having to learn about people, learn mm. about clients, customer service. It, you just don't get that from being an online trainer or an Instagram PT, do you? No, it is a whole... You've got to do your time on the gym floor. Yeah, you do. And you. I think just meeting different people and even now I'm still meeting clients that are giving me a new perspective on things and I'm learning so much from different people I'm training because... Yeah. Each person has a different need and you have to work f with them and, you know, around their experience and what they need rather than just saying, Here's okay, I'm going to mold you into what this. Yes. Um, because I think, I think that's what a personal trainer should do. And I think we'll get onto it later, but I really think like in the, in the framework and the kind of paradigm in which we both work now, it's very much a person centered approach rather yeah. than they tell me what they want yeah rather than I think an ego-centered approach and yeah. I think I think traditionally we can go back to that of how we yeah. changed and evolved exactly because it was very much me projecting my own my own happiness I've done this I want to help you yeah at the beginning as well oh, with me absolutely like well I've done this so you know I lost a ton of weight I can do it for you too yeah. and yeah, yeah. um naively just thinking that's what it was and like I think it's important to say to maybe people who are interested in personal training listening or are in the early days of their career I don't I don't blame you for wanting to think like that because I do think that's that is kind of nurtured through mm. personal training courses and things like that like that kind of mentality I want to be your savior yes the, the the savior complex and it took me like, you know, it took me a while to kind of realize I know, that. So only, only in the last in couple, couple of years, years. Only in the last couple of years have I been thinking, God, God, well, like, I don't know if you're if you're planning on getting onto this today, but like, 
I may have never been, I genuinely may have never been the PT who was like, okay, here you're going to be calorie counting, you're going to be mm. macro counting. I genuinely never did that, not even at the same, beginning. Same, same. But it didn't and, feel right. No, even back then, I've never did, I'd never did the aggressive, you're going to be dieting, this is your program. What I did do, however, which is problematic in its own ways, was like, oh, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle, you know, you know, you can eat whatever you want, you just got to be creative in the kitchen. Um, and that's where I'm like, you know what? You're not me. Yeah. Now I can look at that and be like, you know what? You might not have the time that I want to invest in that. You might actually have a bit more of a life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might have other priorities might, like priorities. kids to look after. Yeah, and... you might not want to be like pretending that vegetables are pasta or like, you know, chickpeas are brownies or yeah. cookies. Like you might not like, you might want to just have a healthy relationship with food yeah um so I think so so that's where that's where I went wrong oh it's not a lifestyle it's not a diet it's a lifestyle yes. actually it's still a diet um so so that's where I went wrong I think at the start was trying to make people a bit more like me and trying to do it in a really 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 positive way it might not have been it might not have been you're going to lose weight. I never assumed mm. of just being quite honest, even at the start, even right at the beginning of my, my PT journey, I never assumed someone wants to lose weight. I never, um, I was never really judgmental about what they could do. I've always had quite a real diverse client base, mm. but if they did want to lose weight, I would ask them about food. I would I would ask them, you know, why don't, I would tell them, why don't you do this? Why don't you try this? Why don't you get prepared? Why don't you spend your Sundays doing your prep and all that shit that now I'm like, you know what? Maybe they don't want to do that. <laughs> do you know what? I, it's so interesting <laughs> because I PT'd in a very similar way. And because I think we both initially, so that kind of first year of working as well, just thinking back to our um, days on the gym floor, um, we both had, I think we both probably had a similar approach. Um, but I don't think we really spoke about it that much. I don't remember having conversations with you being like, okay, I'm not weighing my clients and I'm not I think we taking were very photos. I think we because were, I just... I think we were very similar and I think we just bond... That's probably why we bonded. Yeah. Because we thought, you know what, we're not going to do this bullshit um, bodybuilding, like this kind of like like what all the other male PTs were doing and the calorie counting and all that stuff. Yeah, it just, and we were like, you know what? We're better than this. Well, also, we are above and this. I think like subconsciously for me, from a personal perspective, I realized how tricky the relationship with food had become for me from that kind of calorie macro counting, yeah. my fitness pal space I had been in. And I think I'd kind of come through that and really didn't want to do that for someone that else on yeah. other people um and I but I was absolutely very much like it's not it's not a diet it's a lifestyle yeah. change you just gotta enjoy your food yeah um and make sure you're doing xyz and don't eat this try this as a swap and all that kind of stuff which I think seems really harmless and and it came, all came out of a re came from a really, really good place. Like, really oh, I really want to help you. Yeah, I really want you to enjoy your food. You're allowed to do that. And we were even back then. We were about the balance of you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Have a bit of this. You don't yeah. need to be too. But still, it was the assumption that you are me. You yeah. should be a bit more like me. Yeah. yeah. And I think 
still the assumption was that like weight loss was automatically to be praised and you know I, I don't know like if a client came in and had said you know I got on the scales and I'm this light I'm so much lighter and I'd be like oh I'm so well yeah done. I'm so well done, I'm, well so proud done. Of you. I'm so proud of you because I think that was the default of the environment we were working yep. in within the kind of from only from the personal training course itself but also just the environment of how other personal trainers um were operating mm. and I did I personally felt a bit of pressure to to um conform conform and like I remember asking another personal trainer to help me do body fat testing mm. that I felt like maybe I should be doing that with my clients mm. I didn't feel confident with it which is why I didn't like doing it um but I, I never I don't know I just I think because it all felt really like it, it just made me feel a bit uncomfortable at the time mm. and so I just didn't start there mm. but even so I think having started at that point and e even that to say that we weren't totally entrenched in that kind of diet culture mindset with exercise that we only assumed that it was for one thing and one thing only there's still been a massive journey of growth and evolution for, sure, for, for sure. both of us even mm. though we we were didn't seem to be necessarily yeah. in such a like bad place to begin with if that makes yeah. sense Just to anyone else on the outside there'll be a ton of pts out there right now going oh you're saying like it's a bad thing you're saying that saying telling clients to eat healthy and make swaps for vegetables are a bad thing there'll be a ton of pts mm -hmm. out there even now slamming us for like oh so you were just better back then and now you're like whatever do what the fuck you want but what they don't understand is that's just the step to an eating disorder mm. that is where it starts mm. you start restricting you start restricting more you start feeling guilty for eating the pasta instead of the courgette and then it's a mind fuck mm. it it really is. it's it's a mind fuck yeah. it's not as simple as oh just make good swaps because it becomes about control and when you when you give up that control you start feeling bad about yourself mm. um and one thing i've really learned through being, we've both been personal trainer for over five years now. And one thing I've really learned throughout that process is we are most people's first port of call for their information about health. Everything, yeah. And, you know, probably more than a doctor, mm -hmm. more than a, um, a dietitian or a nutritionist because they're not as easy to get access to. Um, and so you're more likely to meet an instructor of the class or meet a personal trainer and they can really set the tone yeah. for how you engage with fitness it's and a, food. It's a massive responsibility. And we can really, really fuck that up. And you can. <laughs> and I am certainly like, I have to apologize about certain things I said, not only to clients, but online. Like, I think online I was probably worse. <laughs> and, you know, I have to take responsibility for the fact that um, a lot of it was self-projection. And, you know... There may have been, and I've had people tell me now that like, I followed you in the past, it was triggering for me, I had to unfollow you, and I'm really glad that you've got to this point and I really enjoy mm. what you're doing now. And I have to really recognize that, um, yeah, my, the past information I was putting out there online um, was a lot of what I had going on. And I also think that happens within personal training too. I think there's a lot of personal projection onto clients where maybe we've got our own difficulties with our body image or our relationship with food our relationship with exercise and we pass that on to clients with kind of realizing it whether it may be like I've witnessed and heard you know personal trainers berating their own bodies god this is my worst and I think that's the you know, worst the worst thing yeah and saying you know oh 
I don't know, I've got cellulite here or I've got this and that. And I think it's really sad because, and I know I know that person, that's an internal struggle that they have, but it's just, just even, it's like being a parent, isn't it? Like you just don't realize just the impact that. Yeah. that those little comments build up over time to have people have a view of bodies, fitness and food in a certain yeah. way. But, but, but there's, there's the argument that you just be, you just be professional and you just don't, you just don't do that. Even if you are struggling with that, mm. it's like us teaching, teaching a class. Like for me, the day that I teach a class and someone can tell there's some, some shit going on in my head or I'm having a bad day. I've done a pretty bad job. Because mm. like, it's a performance. It's a performance. Mm. They're paying you. They're paying quite a lot of money mm. to feel better. Um, they're not coming for my story. So speaking of they're really not classes. coming. Yeah. So you've taught spin classes for four years now? Um, it must be. So if I've been a PT for five, I've probably taught spin classes before. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> how have you noticed when you were started teaching, once again, were mm. you using language in the class that was maybe um so we speak about in the book about yeah. sneaky diet culture language in fitness and often maybe an instructor's motivating a class by saying come on we're gonna do so, one more press yeah. up to earn that again, lunch or yeah again again I would say I was never that it was never that aggressive mm. it was never I actually don't think I ever did the whole earn it burn it burn it mm. um sweat it out I don't think I I, I don't I'm like 99% confident I never did that mm. because I've never really liked it but I was much more of a dickhead if that makes sense <laughs> like what now even that? now even now people will say to me like oh you've got soft like I've got soft oh so is this I'm because you were like a bit of a must keep going diva, diva, dig in yeah diva dickhead thought you know the 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 more aggressive you are, the better instructor you are. The more shouty you are, the better you are now. Now I'm like, do what you want. So no, can no, I ask no, no. in a class, so this is, this is a really interesting conversation then. So in a class, did you feel like you... I felt, oh, I told you, you, you I felt like I'm, I'm small, so I need to make up for it. I'm a small little girl. You're like a dog with a, la like a small dog with I a big I felt like bark. I was a small little dog girl and I had to, you know really really prove that Assert I was just as badass and, yeah. just as strong just as loud just as big just as you know fucking get on with it I was very much like just get on with it just keep going just just suck it up yes this is so interesting and were you <laughs> so okay because I think you know on I too am a, I think of myself almost like a bit of a like I'm a, a bit of a like a nice guy kind of yeah. person but when I was training I was like I wanted people to walk out a class I mean thinking early days um when we worked in the gym together um when we're teaching on the gym floor I wanted to make it difficult so that people felt like she's tough mm. she's a tough trainer she has really difficult workouts and she doesn't mess around and she you know kicks ass and you leave the class feeling like that was a tough exhausting workout that was like you know, she's a badass. That's mm. how I wanted people to feel about me. Mm. Um, and you're right, over time, and from where, so even now, so many thoughts going on my brain, witnessing classes in the studio I work in now, and, you know, people are like, oh my goodness, like, I'm I'm exhausted, I'm like, I can't do any more press-ups, and, mm. and the, the instructor saying like, 
come on, do one more, do one more, don't give up. Da, 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 da. Thing is that I, f- I found that so off-putting from yeah. the start that I would never do that. If if an instructor ever said to me, do one, don't give up, don't, I'm out, done, <laughs> fuck you, I'm on the floor, um, don't care. Yeah, like, so I like, found so I find it so off-putting. Like, who are you to tell me you can do one more? But well, I've been that instructor. In the sense of like, come on, you know you can do it. One more, you keep know going. you can do it. It's so much more than better than don't give up. Yeah, don't give up. No, I'm out. like you're not allowed to. Whereas done. Yeah, I agree. I think, <laughs> but I've definitely uh, there's definitely been times when I've gone down the route of motivating people and not letting them trust their own body is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, not so. so that's like really you must complete the workout that I have set, and you know. I've got breaks within this workout and you take the breaks when I give them to you, but mm. you've got to stick to this workout in the way that I planned it and the way that it's going to be. Do you know what I do, um, Tally? Because now. that's the way it's effective. Whereas now I say, oh, I don't know about you, but like, this is your workout, your class. Like I'm going to teach a class. You yeah. go with the flow when you need to sit, you rest, you do what you need to do. <laughs> I sometimes don't even give breaks now. Do you know why? I'm just like, you know what? You know, when I'm training, the instructor might give the break. They might not give the break. Mm. I'm taking the break when I need it. Like mm. I'm taking it. And I just think that when you need it, you'll take it. You'll take it. Um, if they want it, make it active. If they don't want it, don't make it active. I will always say right now, if I were you, you'd probably should need the recovery now. Mm. At the right intensity, you're probably going to want this. I would encourage you to take this. But do you also allow for... So obviously train happy itself is about intuitive fitness mm-hmm. i'm gonna prop it up again there we go um <laughs> um it's about intuitive fitness <laughs> and um, and, tr- and and helping people to trust their bodies and mm. i think sometimes what happens in classes they listen to the instructor a bit too much they listen yeah, yeah and they don't allow they think no i must be pushing through because the instructor's keeping going or where At and they're 5%. pushing through and they're pushing through injuries and pain barriers and um that makes because they feel, feel like sick. they have to keep yeah. up and yeah i mean it makes me feel a bit sick but there's been times when people do throw up at the end of classes or I, literally um I'm like, because it's absolutely like beasted themselves like i cannot even set when if some if that happens i'm like that is not the goal no exactly that is so not the goal the amount of times i have trained really really hard and I felt really, really like, I, f- I felt like shit afterwards, but I have not thrown up. Mm. You do not need to throw up. Like that is it's, so beyond anything. Like in six, I've never thrown up before. I don't I, think I have. I know my boyfriend has, but that's because sometimes he's trained on a hangover, which is his own fault. <laughs> but <laughs> I've done classes with him. The only time I'm like, where's I've, he gone? Where's the he only gone? time I've nearly thrown up is when I could feel the peanut butter coming up. That's like the mm. only time, and that's because I've just eaten too close but to working out. I do out. think there, I do think there is a culture within. Yeah, you're classes. a better PT if you can make someone throw yes. up. Yes, <laughs> within personal trainers and within teaching yeah. classes and boutique studios, that you know the ultimate goal is absolutely killing someone. I know. And what we're trying to get at in Train Happy is that no, some days Happy you're going to be is- up. whatever works for you that day that day Mm -hmm. and some days you're going to turn up to your spin class and you're going to be like right game on I'm going to do this Mm. and I'm going to push myself um and there is a time and a place for pushing yourself but it's also recognizing that do you know what I give myself permission to listen to my body today and if I need to sit back at any time or if I need to 
Today's take, not a PB day. Yeah, today's not a PB day. I can go at my, you know, at points at my own pace and trusting yourself with that. But also from an instructor's perspective, allowing that to happen and not to feel, uh, and, to, and to let that happen. And that was a massive learning curve for me. Mm. In, even in the last um, kind of 18 months of hang, being hang on a second, I really need to make it explicitly clear to I people. Do I and do I hadn't it. made it explicitly clear, even though I didn't mind, but I have to make it explicitly clear that, you know, I would say, this is your workout. Yeah. I'm gonna give you gears. I'm gonna give you ranges. Um, but you need to do, you know your body best. So do what feels right for you. So what I use as well now, I've been using this for about a year, is actually explicitly stating today's goal. It's mm. how you feel today. Not last week, not last month, not mm. last year. It's today. So that they know that, you know, today is not the same as just because you got something last week. I, I teach performance-based classes. which you makes do, it a bit, yeah. That bit harder. Because you've got data you don't to need contend to, with. You don't need mm. to... I don't, when I do the performance-based class, which I love, I'm not up on the screen. Mm. I just love the workout. Yeah. I'm not up on the screen. Mm. I will never, ever, can, I can assure you, I'll never be up on that screen. Mm. I've once done it because it accidentally happened and I've hated it. So to explain- Doesn't it motivate yeah. me? So to explain for everyone at home, what you, or wherever they are listening, might not be at home, um, but- your um, class, and I presume maybe it's a studio we work for, but you also work for another studio. Mm -hmm. Both of them work they with both... power, <clears throat> work with um, watts, work with um, work with resistance ranges, RPMs, and, and that so data's... it's not a calorie burn. No, but it is. But it is. It's it's like oh, it's a metric, and data is projected on the screens. If throughout. you want so... it, you can opt in or opt out. Yeah, for both classes, yeah. all classes you can. So. Um, that's interesting. I didn't actually know that because I don't have the screens on in my class. Yeah. So it's no, irrelevant no, you can to what opt I do. in, opt out. Interesting. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll I'm never going to be on the screen. Um, mad. Well, it's interesting. I mean, because <laughs> so what happens is you kind of, you can see, you know, who's in some mm. places there's a leaderboard, like who worked the hardest, quote, worked the hardest. Um, it's not accurate in the studio we both work for. And um, who's in certain heart rate zones sometimes and, and what, power zone each person's levels, in yeah so um there is which some people thrive off and really enjoy i mean it, I, I i'm gonna say it again the times that i am accidentally on that screen i don't do half as well i become so flustered and focused yeah i'm like oh just let it go ban don't be so basic that i don't enjoy it i don't work i don't actually work as well really i don't so work as well because i hate it because I think... Um, I can't zone out. Mm. I can't enjoy my moment. Mm. It's the same with um, the watches and the trackers. Well, let's talk about that. I don't enjoy that. it. I don't enjoy it. It becomes like something I have to do. It becomes something I'm not in the moment. I'm not just going for a run thinking this is just going to be my time. I'm focusing on numbers. I'm focusing on stats. I'm focusing on split times. I'm like, oh, fuck. I need to, get, I need to start speeding up for my next kilometre that I'm just, I hate it. Have you worn a fitness tracker watch? I've worn it for, I've done it on like, um, map my run and things like that yeah. for speeds. Sometimes it really, it's quite, it's occasionally it's nice at the moment. I don't do any of that stuff. Mm. Um, the watches I've, I've never had really anything that accurate. Like I've had it, it's been on the background, but it's never been like an obsession. Mm. Um, it's it's never really been a it's never really been a problem for me, but I also wouldn't ever allow it to become something because I think what well, I think I could become addicted to it, so I just 
I just don't. Yes. But also, you know what it's like. Like when I used to occasionally when I would turn it on for a workout, you spend so long trying to fix it or it's not zoning in, then it's not it's not they're not accurate either. So what's the point? You're well, flustered over the workouts <laughs> and you're like watching your watch. I think obviously so I don't think um fitness trackers are inherently evil mm. and bad and yeah. wrong. Um I do think when it comes to in when we're looking at um especially going through kind of the processes of you know building a positive relationship with fitness um I don't think they're going to be that helpful and I do think they are a barrier into what you said into zoning in on you rather than zoning in on the data mm. I think they're a bit of a distraction from mm. understanding your body and what it needs and I do think that it's got to 2020 and we're just really interested in you know a number to validate something and I think for a lot of us in the same way that we you know it's not a workout unless you shared online sometimes it feels like <laughs> it's not a workout unless there's a number to quantify what you've just yeah. done um and you know I stopped wearing it um because it, mine died and maybe this is like three years ago and it was interesting at the time I would I had calorie burn on it yeah and I would I let myself, I wasn't tracking food as such, but I would be like, oh, I've burned this many calories today. I can eat something more or I need to maybe eat a bit less. Mm. And both of those things are just not trusting my body and not trusting myself. And especially when you're coming at things from an intuitive eating approach, crossing over into the intuitive exercise fitness approach, um, it's just a massive barrier mm. to trust, I think. Mm. Um, and I, and, you I know, really enjoy exercise without it. I enjoy it I, yeah. so much more. Um, and that is really and interesting that my you like doing the classes that are mm. um, that, that performance-based, yeah. but you don't necessarily need the data to get, no. to get the That's most out of that workout. That's because I just really enjoy the workout. That's yeah. because I enjoy, I really enjoy like extended periods in the saddle or standing without... Um, without the choreography I just mm. like being on I just like being on the bike and riding mm. um as opposed to more dance-based movements it's really about that mm. um I like I have an idea of what my average power is but if it's not happening it's not happening either I'll put it down to the bike being wrong mm. me having not slept me teaching too many classes that week I'm not really I'm not bothered so it sounds to me like um Without reading, no, <laughs> without like <laughs> going through the kind of the train happy thing. Yeah. But it sounds like you've naturally come to a really intuitive place with exercise. I have. I really have. And when we first started, personally, do you feel that you were as intuitive or do you Absolutely feel like... Absolutely not. It was horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> quad day on Monday. No, yes. That's not just leg day. That's quad day. Yeah. Quad. Then there was a separate workout. One hour, for... one hour on quads. Just, <laughs> I don't just, know how you did just that. Just quads. Like I would not walk for the rest of the week. Then Tuesday, you know, chest, chest and tries. Yeah. Wednesday, back and buys. Thursday, shoulders. Friday, hamstrings. And glutes. So we do hamstrings. I was never actually really into the whole glutes thing, but I would tie yeah. it in. Hamstrings and glutes on a Friday. Don't know what I did Saturday and Sunday. I think maybe maybe a body pump and an RPM class. Double. Wow. Because it's the weekend. Why not? Yeah. It's so crazy how... I, but, but, to be but, fair, but, I was the but, same. But, but, but tally, like... Like I genuinely felt like if I didn't do quads on a Monday, I was um, weak. If I swapped it for something else, like I'm being lazy, just like really? it's not discipline. Like Were you, you can't ever... just go and do like a little, 
short run or you can't just go to a class instead because that's weak because you know bro mentality you know suck it up yeah get your legs in yeah, leg day mate leg day is. come on just put more weight on squat were you ever worried about switching up from that split routine that you had and worrying about if that would change your body or your aesthetic in any way or I don't even know why I did it like it was just it was just ingrained in us that this is what you do That's you know we train we're, and you know we're, we're girls who hey. lift hey we're girls who lift hey we're different let's talk about the <laughs> feminist angle of this because you've like we're a light bulb just gone in my mind we're girls who lift we are different from the rest of those cardio bunnies we're girls who lift but yeah. also because we want to fit in with the guys <laughs> yeah that's why and a lot of it because the was the male the, pt is going PTs, come on lift you've got lift. to do this yeah and wanting to fit in in that environment and it was a way of <laughs> uh, to be fair i trained like that before i became a personal trainer yeah anyway but even so i think it was like my it was also an can identity I, for can me I, yeah a massive identity yeah weight lift, identity. like weightlifting i felt like i was I so lift. much stronger i lift I'm i was cool. a hashtag girls who lift yeah, me too. Yeah. I had a t-shirt that said on it, that I found <laughs> yesterday, I want to die. I found it yesterday. I had turned it inside out. It says protein shakes, weights, <laughs> and no, sorry, sex, weights, and protein shakes. That was the t-shirt. I want to die. <laughs> and I used to wear that in the gym. Sex, weights, and protein shakes. I think I have... <laughs> I'm going to send, I'm going to take a photo and, and put that up tomorrow. Like, Sex weights okay, and protein shakes. I'm going to. A wife beater. When I this comes out, I'm going to put this like in the carousel post of this, this chat. That's amazing. Um, and look. But to be honest, at that point, you're, at that point, you're definitely not having sex because, because, because you just don't care. You're knackered. You're so tired. You have no sex drives. <laughs> also, because I, I was under, I was under eating for a long time. I, I, there's no sex drive there, so no I don't know why drive. I was wearing a also, t-shirt saying I would sex. Stay up, I would stay up really late, meal prepping. Oh, me, I had left a guy's house to be like, oh, I've got to go to the gym tomorrow morning. Sorry, like I've got I've got spin class yeah. tomorrow morning. Like it's funny, but yeah. it's also really sad. It's so sad. It's really sad. So it's just weights and protein <laughs> shakes. And no sex. Dates, but just not Dates, sex. Yeah. Dates, weights, and protein Dates, shakes. Dates, weights, and protein shakes. God. Um, and I think, <laughs> even though we're laughing, I think we're laughing because we've been there and I know exactly the mentality. <laughs> I and I just also want to say, like, there's no judgment and there's no... Even though we're kind of laughing, we're laughing at ourselves. So much. Like, literally, you because of the, through that because phase, of those, have the, fun, you'll be laughing the, about it. Because of the journey and the growth that we've both been through. Yeah. But it's also, um, <laughs> like, it's fun. Like, if that's where you're at, that is where you're at. Oh, yeah. I and enjoy it. it. I loved my life. I thought I was so cool. I, I love my life. I loved it. Um, but it's interesting now because... Now what? Now what? What, what would your what t-shirt? Well, no, what would your t-shirt say now? Just fuck everything. Like now, it'd be like whatever. Like just anything goes. Do what you want. Um, like my training now, like quad focused. Like what? <laughs> I know. I, I would be like on occasionally lifts weights, occasionally <laughs> light weights. Occasionally. Not even that heavy. Can't be fucked for that. And maybe just, just body weight. Maybe like don't even lift that. Um, I always on, say that to it? people. What was it? Weights, shakes, and sex. No, sex, sex weights. Weights and protein, protein shakes. shakes. Sex weights and protein shakes. Um, um now it would, would be, be... it would be like. <laughs> 
early nights. Um. <laughs> I, so I st- actually, I'm still, 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 still a bit of that rock star mentality. Sleep's still not that great, mm. and that's why I think my fitness has become so much more intuitive as well now. Mm. Because it's like, actually, I, I just can't do this. Like, I just don't want to do this. So now I have maybe we can go back to this. How you were saying, should fitness always be rainbows and butterflies and all yes, that nonsense? Yes, we'll get into that. Yeah. Now I will do about two strength sessions a week, mm-hmm. ideally. And do you? That's not gospel. Do you keep them rigid in terms of like no. I must do an upper body, I must do a lower body, ideally, or just do whatever you want? When ideally, you go? I want. Ideally, in an ideal scenario, I would do one upper body, one lower body, um, in the week. Maybe it's, I don't always do it, but I do it because I've started really enjoying running now. I do it to literally stay injury free. Mm. That is it. The bare minimum. To stay injury free, yeah. touch wood, in to support oh everything else. Literally to support everything else. It mm. is not about. It is literally don't not tear a hamstring. Quads. Don't tear a yeah. hamstring. You're running. Don't tear a hamstring. Protect your knees. Don't feel your knees when you're going for a longer mm. run. Um, quad focused, absolutely not. Way too much spin for that. Don't even need to touch my quads. Don't know why I was doing quad focused anyway because I was dancing like up until that point. So mm. like I did one squat and my quads would be. My quads were fine. Did yeah. not need an hour on quads. Um, <laughs> two strength sessions a week, a couple of runs, and they all, the distance, the time, the 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 length, what kind of a run it is, will be decided on the day. Really? 100%. And there are you might happy? be an idea. I might have, back in the day, Tally, if it wasn't a 10K, it wasn't, it wasn't a workout. Yeah. I would do one 10K, hate it, and then wouldn't touch it again for another 10 days, two weeks, or a year. Like okay, Christmas Day I'll do a 10k because that's what you do on Christmas Day. Like Who it would be 10k it, on Christmas Day. It was like it was like that for me. If it's not 10k, now I'm like doing 5k and I'm like yeah. happy, like yeah. delighted, absolutely. I'm like workout done. Yeah. Like, like it's it's enough for me to feel like I've got the endorphins and that's it. Mm, that's really that's interesting. It. And that is the the motivating factor for you now. Like that and time. What else yeah. have I got going on that day? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I will not wake up super, super early to be dedicated and fit it in if I have a lot of stress going on. It makes me feel worse. Does mm. nothing for my health. Does nothing for my happiness. Does nothing for my sleep. Um, fitting in things, making myself extremely busy and stressed. Um, the runs are, if it's feeling good, feeling casual, sometimes I just forget that I'm running. I've told you about this before. I'll put something on Netflix and I'm just running. It's just, it's just fabulous. Do you watch Netflix? Oh, on the treadmill. I watch treadmill. something that I'm on. A, if I'm on a treadmill. I was like, I thought you were like running around the street. If I'm on a, tre- if I'm on a treadmill, I, w- I will watch. I can watch something that I've already seen before. Yeah. Just background noise. I like yeah. the distraction. I find like, I feel like I'm just having, I feel like I'm not even exercising. I feel like I'm just yeah. having fun. Yeah. Like it's just nice. Outdoors podcasts, like mm. really, really funny podcasts, like hilarious podcasts. It just really helps me just zone out. What's your favorite podcast? Okay, so right now, I'm really embarrassed to say, but there's this podcast called Girls Gotta Eat. Oh, I've not heard of that it's, one. It's American. It's so not me. Okay. But I laugh out loud. Oh, really? I laugh out loud if I'm alone. If I I'm need a new podcast. Is Girls it health and eat. fitness related or not at not all? Not at all. Oh, it's brilliant. just about <laughs> how trashing men are. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's trashing men. It's like talking about really awful dating stories, really awful sex stories. It's just... Your- it's just dream podcast. It's, it's awesome. I'm I'm crying laughing. I'm I'm literally laughing as I'm running. Oh, I love that. It's great. It's 
so nice to be away from health and fitness as well. Yeah. it's. Got, I think it's good to have a break. Obviously we work in it. So I really enjoy certain like health and fitness podcasts mm. and I do really get a lot from it, but just sometimes I need a break and mm. I need to not so that's, think that's about it. So that's a very new thing and for me. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's was, a very new thing for was me. Was it only before the podcasts only oh, health and I'm, fitness related? I'm, I'm really, really, something that I have an issue with is actually just chilling out. Mm. Um, I'm not very good at, I, I don't really, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I don't really watch that much TV. You're one of them. I'm one of those <laughs> who's like, oh, what am I going to learn from this? What am I going to yeah, get I out of gain this? Something. I'm going to yeah. gain something from this. So so when I started doing the runs to the Netflix and watching, I, I watched all of Gossip Girl again. Yeah. I'm like, this is great. Chuck Bass running. This is wonderful. This is just wonderful. And it's just a way of chilling out. It's such a great way of chilling out. And then like this, this stupid podcast here. Sorry, not stupid. I love it. <laughs> um, um, it's it's a really nice way of chilling out and yeah. it really helps me with the intuitive exercise because I'm actually not that absorbed with the PB or my, my cam time. I'm actually mm. just having a great time. Yeah. yeah. And you're not focused, like we said, you're kind of eyes are lifted from looking at the numbers. I can give a damn. And how do you know when to stop? So if you're on a uh, treadmill, for example, time, do you, time, that tally, like, when oh. I've got a, when I have to leave to go to, to a client. Oh, right, okay. It's not a case of... I've got really better at this as well because you probably can, because sometimes a lot of the time I'm not exhausted mm. when I finish, and it's like oh, back in the day you'd be like oh, I'm oh not I trashed. need to be dripping with I'm sweat. I'm not trashed. Yeah. I drip with sweat anyway. I am so a I'm an, I'm naturally a sweater. Mm. It doesn't mean that I've worked much harder than anyone else. I just, just means your body's. Sweat. I um, sweat. I say this in the book that um, people are like, <laughs> is your workout better if you're super sweaty Mate, afterwards? I sweat. I'm, I arrive at the spin studio to teach yeah, and, and I'm look sweating. like I'm really sweat. <laughs> I have a cl- I've got a client and, you know, he'll do a lunge and he's dripping. Yeah. And, you know, um, I train his wife and at the end of the session, if I've got a bead of sweat out of her, it's like yeah. incredible because they're just two different body types it's yeah. just two different ways bodies function and sweat just simply means that your body's like got a f- like it's your almost your body's version of air conditioning right mm. and some people's are just cranked up a lot yeah. more than others and i'm a that's, sweater that's totally fine and i think getting hooked on the it's got to be sweaty to be quote no. worth it to count is if that um, counts my five minute workouts count too <laughs> well i think it's coming out of that diet culture world of you know Sweat is fat crying. Yeah. Those awful slogan t-shirts. Now they are just much worse no. than weight, sex, it's and protein, protein shakes. <laughs> um, but I think um, that's where that kind of attachment to sweat is forming because we're like, oh, I need sweat because it means I'm burning, burning. fat, yeah, and I'm gonna lose weight because. But people still think that. Yeah, I do. My mum still thinks that. No, She's think like, oh, great. Why, why do you sweat so much, Ben? You've got nothing to sweat off. I'm like, mm-hmm. don't have time for you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think, like, it's, that's where, and I think where we've both got to of being trained in a fitness environment in terms of, like, becoming qualified in a, in a fitness environment, that did so strongly associate exercising with weight loss and that's the only reason you did it and the outcome always had to be calorie burn and the most effective workout was the one that burned the most calories because Mm. that would mean that you would you know change your body and that was the uh, that was the why and that was the motivation and to to kind of shift and it is a shift and it does take time like we're saying like this is over five-year period Mm. if not longer personally for us like for me this is like over like a seven eight year period Mm. of shifting to a point where like 
I can unlearn a lot of those rules I learned. Zero guilt. That is my favorite thing. Yeah, getting to a place of like no shame and guilt. And I think that's why I dislike, and and I'm so, well, there's many reasons I'm annoyed at diet culture, but one of the things is that it just produces so much shame and guilt. And and that shouldn't be involved. Your worth is dependent on whether you've exercised that day or not. Yes. And but and that's not only whether how you think other people. That's how you see yourself. Yeah, because it's I the wouldn't standard give a, you put on yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't care if someone else, like my mates at the time, didn't move. Yeah, no, same. And I, I wasn't. And I'd be like, I oh, you're beautiful. One. You're amazing. You're a, you'd be uplifting your mates mm. all the time. But then me, I'd be like, oh, what have I achieved today? Nothing. Mm. Like I felt like if I've achieved nothing else that day by going to exercise, I had that thing. Mm. That was my identity. That's interesting. So considering it became a part of an identity for you, do you feel that you've created part of the reason you've able able to become more intuitive and Mm. trust yourself more and be more flexible and relaxed with your approach Mm. to exercise is because you've built more of an identity outside of exercise in who you are? I think it's all related. I think like strength genuinely comes from being that powerful enough to be like, actually, I don't need this shit. Mm. I don't need this anymore. I'll do what I want when I want. Who and is it's not going to be you determining you, bro, the yeah. patriarchy to depend, uh, determining what I need to be doing. I think a lot of it's like that, and me thinking actually, I've got something. I've got other things going on. So, do you feel like? So, I was going to say, who is ban outside of fitness? You know what, Tally? I'd honestly say that I am ban has PT. Ban has is exactly the same person. I'm still super, super, so passionate about fitness. And it is, I I wouldn't even say that it's not all of me. It is. And I can say it absorb, Mm -hmm. it does, it it is my life. It is my thing. I love it so much. But I also don't want to talk about it all the time. Mm. And I don't want to share it with everyone all the time. I don't want to, I don't, I, I, I mean, according to Instagram, the last time I worked out was about five years ago. (laughs) Last time I trained myself Mm. was about five years ago. But I love it. I love Mm. that. If someone asks me what you've done, I'll tell them exactly what I've done today, what I will be doing tomorrow. Um, But for me, it's like there's so many, there's a lot of the obsession with gym, diet culture is a lot about um, the world we live in what who's forcing that on us and as you said in the book feminism Mm. like we're being forced to do these things because we should look a certain way and if you're going to be if you're going to describe yourself as a feminist and stuff you're going to be like actually fuck this shit Mm. I'll do it on my own time I'll do it depending on if I want to do it and how I feel and I do think for me personally like strongly saying no yeah that that evolution of becoming more intuitive was part of me having a cheesy phrase but having like a feminist awakening this way yeah. i can see it is like me kind of going whoa hang on a second um oh, wait yeah who decided all these rules yes where did this come yeah. from wait hang on why am i so obsessed with my body looking like this why do i need to do this like hang on what when did this all happen yeah. like why and realizing that like you said um adhering to those rules and playing that game for so long um meant that I kind of really sacrificed a lot of myself personally and I did become really unaware of what was going on in the world and distracted from talking about 
other things besides like what I ate for breakfast like and that's in all seriousness I posted what I ate for breakfast most days on Instagram mm. and I wasn't able to engage or discuss or even have the knowledge on any real big issues that were going on in the world whereas I think and I do think that's partly growing up in your 20s um we're both um well I'm approaching 30 you're uh in your 30s shall I say 31 31 and um we and I think part of that kind of growing up and like shifting towards a more um I think towards more autonomy is being like hang on a second who's who's said this who's the puppet master here who's pulling the strings Mm. and figuring that like no I want to take a bit of the control back but in a positive way over my decision making Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is Mm. and that's been um it's been challenging at times Mm. do you have you found it to be I don't know sometimes difficult to be like whoa hang on a second but I thought this way for so long and... Yeah, I think I think two years ago, three years ago, I'd be like, am I, wait, hold on a minute. Am I just being lazy? Yeah. Hold on a minute. Am I just, is this, am I just making an excuse to be like, is, is this really what I want? Um, now, now it's just, it's just, it's just so normal now to me. Mm-hmm. What I eat isn't really a thought anymore. Mm. It's, it's doesn't take up time in my brain. It's it's the way I train. It's just it's not a stress. Oh, like, am I going to have time to exercise today? Am I not? It doesn't really. If it happens, it happens. Mm. If it doesn't, I've been doing this for too long to know that. Don't worry, Ban. You're not going to suddenly never go back to exercise. That was the fear at yes. the start. That if I quit one day, that's it. And I that don't is, do that. And, and that is the big fear, I think, for people no, who him, are like, this is it Wait, now. I, I love this. If I don't work yeah. out for... I'm going to change. For, for changing these reasons, for, um, you know, a specific body goal or because I need to get ready for my holiday or whatever it is, I won't do anything. And that was that's a big thing that's come up when I've been speaking to people through like the pre- like talking to press about this book. And I do get that. And I, I do think, um, and I say within the book, I think for some people, like if you've so strongly associated exercise with dieting and like beating yourself up and it being this punishing, grueling thing that you do, mm. um, the pendulum's probably going to swing the other way and you're probably going to stop for a bit and to I think, like recalibrate. Yeah, and I think I genuinely, I, the reason why I, I never went down that mm. route and was never... I've, I, it never got too aggressive with me is because I knew, I know myself very well. This minute I can't have something, I want it more. Mm. So I had, so, so it would only ever last for about a day for me. So it was never like, oh, we're going to go on this strict diet for this. Because I knew, I know myself. Yeah. But do you think, and I also think because you genuinely had this passion for fitness, yeah. um, it wasn't rooted in like self-hatred and it wasn't... It wasn't because uh, quite honestly, uh, what what I can say is that I had actually reached my aesthetic goal before I started exercising. Oh, really? Yeah. Through changing the way I ate like yeah. years, years, years ago. So it was never about, oh, I'm going to start doing this to, I'm going to start moving to... Um, get where I want to be mm-hmm. I'd already done it mm. I was just in a fucking bad place mm. in my mind so the exercise actually genuinely did help the anxiety mm. and I think but uh, yeah and of I course think along the way like I along thought, the way oh, along the way I thought oh right now I can eat a bit more great and also did you there was a point for me where I kind of I didn't I personally didn't stop stop exercising 
but I did have a kind of moment of being like, what the hell do I actually enjoy doing? What do I like doing? Like oh, really? I followed this split for a while and I'm going to, I've kept training in this, this personally for me, it was weightlifting. I kept training in this way. And I felt guilty I, doing cardio. I, yeah, I don't, what for do me. I actually enjoy doing? And do you know what? One thing I've always loved doing is, is teaching the spin classes yeah. and having so much, I genuinely love it. There's something about the music and the cycling and you just... You know, I've always loved it. Oh, I loved it before. And I get it. So I loved spin. I loved spin before I became an instructor. Mm. So that was my thing. Yeah. Spin classes were my thing. I loved and it. And I totally get it. I um, I love it. To this day, I love it. If I'm if I'm teaching less during a week, mm. I'm in that class. Like mm. in the back row. Never in the front row. Back row, corner. I love it. I, the lights are dark. You're on your own, but you're within mm. a group. It's just, for me, it's really, it's like meditation. Yeah as opposed to kill yourself, kill yourself. And I think... I find it really quite... That's the sustainable yeah. mindset, isn't it? That's the thing that, like you said, kind of has kept you going because you were... It was never like, you're a piece of trash to yourself. You need to do this. And I don't blame anyone for thinking that way because <laughs> we're all bombarded with these messages that tell us that's how we should feel yeah. about exercise. And often that may literally be in the form of your instructor in the class. So, of course, like, you're going to associate this with, you know, as we were saying before, like, an instructor who's a bit of, like, a, an, a sergeant major coming, like, I dropping mean, no, I remember. I remember there were instructors back in the day who would say things like, if you want abs like me, or if you want... I, and it's like, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, you cannot say that. Except, but at the time, you're like, well, this is just what it is, and... Can you imagine? If you want to look like me do this it's just I know but I think there are probably people that still say that it's mad I know yeah but I think there's also people who are impressionable and are like okay well I do want to look like them and so I'm gonna but, but but that's that's the problem as well so there are a lot of people who still think that way and that's why they would go to someone's class they're like oh this is the class I want to go to because this is my inspo yeah I want to work with that PT because I want that body yeah which is in itself, it's actually about in educating the rest of the people and being like, actually, don't pick your personal trainer based on their body. No, because don't there's because a million genetics that is like yeah. there's the genetics. There's, a, there's is a massive foundation of why anyone looks the way they do. It's just crazy. And you just can't yeah compare yourself yeah. to someone who you don't share DNA with. Yeah. Um, I I yeah, it's that's that's. A problem in itself and that happens I think a lot which is so why much. yeah I think I, I think why um well this is an, another conversation as well like have you had did you feel pressure to look like you had a certain body type to get clients mm. I did but yeah possibly I absolutely possibly, did. possibly I think um I wanted to be slim but then I wanted not to be too slim I needed to still have muscle oh, I don't have enough muscle. Why don't I have enough muscle? Maybe you need to eat more. Um, it, there was mm. always, there was always, there was a pressure. If I, I, I you know, you want to be, you want to be slim, but you don't want to be bulky. You don't want to be that perfect, mm. you know, just the right amount of tone mm. to get the ladies in for, to lift weights. I remember like, a yeah. personal trainer we both worked with said to me once we were visiting another gym and one of the personal trainers had lost weight and he praised them and said, Wow, you're gonna get so many more clients That's now. Disgusting. Makes me feel sick. But if you're hearing that praise to someone else, you mm. can't help but internalize that that mm. you have to maintain a certain body standard, supposedly, mm. to have a successful business. Mm. And for me, 
over the last five years, obviously through this kind of like healing time for me of like getting a better relationship with food, getting a better relationship with exercise, becoming more intuitive about both of those things, my body has changed mm. because that was really important and for me e to get better. Yeah, and equally, Tally, I remember someone said something. Um, so we say that people judge an instructor by their appearance. There was a picture of me that was posted about joining a, a certain studio in London. There was a photo of me. In that photo, I look, I look more, I would say, more like a fitness person. Mm. It's, it's, and someone actually said I would never want to go to her class because it looks, it's quite off, it's quite off-putting. Intimidating. It's quite intimidating. Yeah. Um, so you can't win. Like, <laughs> no, exactly. And exactly. I think that's the point. Like, I think ultimately the point is, and something I've also had to learn in terms of use of my language is describing someone with, I, you know, you would describe in the past someone who I felt had an quote athletic body shape mm. to be someone who was kind of lean, muscular, yeah. visible um, muscles. And I've really had to check myself on the use of that word. Yeah. Because that, implies that people in other body types can't be athletes yeah I, when I used to say something really problematic <clears throat> as I've well. had to really check myself and the same way that I think personal trainers can come in all different shapes and sizes yeah. and <clears throat> still be really good at their job um having abs or not does not determine how good a PT you yeah, are it just determined even at like my leanest I didn't have that visible abs I, they were just never that visible you'd see my ribs you'd see everything else but like at my most, if you're going to say unhealthy, mm. still wasn't visible. But Unless I like I was like mm. drinking all night and I woke up and I'd be like, oh yeah, dehydrated body. Yeah. Looking great, man. <laughs> um, but it's, 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 like what, it's like what you said, but I used to be quite problematic in that way in that I would say on Instagram, oh, um, I, don't have, I don't have the typical fit body. Yeah. But, I've had to um, watch myself saying that as well. I was saying that. I was saying that. Like, oh, I don't have the typical... I don't, look like, I, don't like, I don't look like a typical fitness person. I don't have visible muscles. Like, God, I can't believe I used to say that. How ridiculous. How, how problematic. For, how triggering for someone else to read that and be like, mm, ban. Yeah, I've had to really train myself out of that and That's mindset my own problem. Because yeah. even now, um, even now I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily consider myself to have the conventional physique of a fitspo but we can't um, say that but yeah it's like but then what is that what what is the convention like what what yeah. are you judging it against and it's because we 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 still have that perception mm -hmm. in our minds that people think that is fit so yeah. yeah and and well i think of fitspo in the sense of a fitspo influencer mm. working for i don't know an athletic wear company you know. So a fitness model. A fitness model is what a model. I'm, yeah, a fitness yeah. model is where yeah. I'm going with. You're not a model. I'm not a model. We're instructors. Yeah. We're PTs. But I felt like the pressure early on in the career to look like a fitness model because that's what we see used in the marketing and the advertising. Um, that's how people sell their businesses. That's what people use to market themselves. And I think um, that is a, that's a separate thing. But also why can't fitness models come in all shapes and sizes is still the argument yeah. and the, co the conversation that we need to have. And, you know, the, some of the fittest people I know... Um, and strongest. And strongest. Oh God, like, yeah. some people I follow online, I'm just in awe of what I'm, they're I capable of. And yeah. I'm like, 
the sad thing is everyone would assume that I could do that and they couldn't. Yeah. And that's the sad assumption because we're le- we've learned what an, quote, athletic person looks mm. like. We've learned what a, quote, fitspo person looks like. When actually, um, it's sad to, to have to be proven wrong rather yeah. than just to accept that, oh, yeah. wow, they're they really cool. They can do mm. this. They can do that. Um, so let's talk about obviously we talk about intuitive movement and in the same kind of sentence, we often refer to it as joyful movement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm a really big fan of people working out because they enjoy it Mm -hmm. and it makes them feel good. But I think there's a but here and I think you're a good person to chat to about this. Mm. Do you think every single workout in a, in intuitive mindset has to be rainbows and sunshine and smiles and, fun all the time no and I think it's kind of like intuitive eating in that there isn't a way you're gonna feel um you're gonna feel underfed at times you're gonna Mm. feel over Mm. like intuitive eating isn't about like oh I can say no and um I'm gonna I know when to stop Mm. you're gonna sometimes eat more than you feel comfortable with Mm. and that's okay so anytime you try and control that that's no longer intuitive eating Mm. with intuitive movement what I would argue is that I don't think it can be that black and white because sometimes when it comes to what people think is motivational willpower is actually someone just feeling nervous, uncomfortable, a lack of confidence that could bring about those feelings of not wanting to do something. Mm. So they might feel anxious about wanting to do try something new. But then if they did try something new, they might find out that they love it. Yeah. So I would hate for someone to miss out on that because they're not pumped for it. Yep. So that's my first argument about it not always having to be butterflies and rainbows and live, laugh, love. (laughs) (laughs) Where is that sign in your house? Uh, We don't have one. Okay. And then um, the second one would be what I said before. I don't don't necessarily always think, oh, yeah, I can't. I'm so pumped for this strength training session. But I do think to myself, look, you really do love running at the moment. If you want to stay injury-free and have those joyful movement, happy train, happy moments, do it. To allow yourself those Mm. happy moments, long-term happiness, just get it done with. I'm I'm not I'm not crying about it. I'm not dreading it, but I'm not. I might not be like, oh yeah, I can't wait to go train my glutes today. And I think that's the like nuance of the conversation Mm -hmm. that is important to discuss because obviously in the book we're talking about. I think they've got, I never remember if I've got eight or nine because there are 10 principles of intuitive eating and then mirroring those principles and applying them to fitness. Mm. Um, at the end, we always leave, same with intuitive eating, you kind of add back in gentle nutrition. We're adding back in um, kind of gentle structure and training. Mm. So for example, knowing you've got a 10K race, for example, you may need to know that you need to add in structure and do certain training yeah. and certain things to do that. And of course, that's totally okay. But it's allowing with flexibility within that and not feeling a slave to a plan and not feeling a time. A guilt, yeah, and not feeling guilty yeah. about certain things. I don't think, Tally, you can truly be intuitive mm. if you're training for if you're training for a marathon or something like that. I think there has to be. Unless you're going to be like, actually, on the day, don't care about the time. Well, I sort of disagree with you. Okay. So my answer to the question was, um, firstly, was, I kind of broke it down to three points. 
if you are trying to repair your relationship with fitness, and a lot of the intuitive movement stuff is all about helping people kind of recalibrate their relationship with fitness and get it back on their terms and not those external rules and influences of diet culture. So if you're still in that process in its early days and you're trying to separate fitness from, you know, dieting, then probably training for a marathon is not going to be good for you because yep. you're not going to be trusting, you're not going to be able to trust yourself throughout that process. And I would probably advise not to train for a marathon at that point. Same. Um, secondly, you then have to think, um, you know, what are the motivations behind the marathon training? Where are they coming from? Is this something I want to do or is this something I feel I should do? What's the motivation? As So in the book, I talk about extrinsic and internal motivation, intrinsic motivation. And, you know, is the intrinsic within you saying, you know, I really want to raise money for charity or I really love long distance running okay, and great. I want to see. Yeah, great idea. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Or is it a case of like, um, I feel like I've got to run a marathon because my body might change as a result or whatever. What's Where's the motivation coming from? And then thirdly, once you've been through the process of um, building up your trust and your intuition and challenging your rules around fitness, um, you are working out, you know, you've listened, you started asking yourself the questions of like, what's my energy today? Is it a go day? Is it a slow day? What's What do I need to do today? That's when, as I said before, we start adding in those training principles back in because as a personal trainer, I still believe in weight training. I still believe in cardio. I still believe in flexibility and mobility, but it's just about putting them back in on your own terms and knowing that you're in control of what you're doing. So the only reason <clears throat> I'd say it might not be the best thing mm. to be doing is because when you're training for something like a marathon, you have time frames. You that's do. the only yeah. thing. So, and that's, and I think that's okay. Yeah. Because I think as with any sport or anything you're training for, like I, I, I think you could be an intuitive exerciser mm. and still, you know, play sports and be mm. in a team and run races. Um, I think it's all about the intention. Yeah. And is it about self-care and is it coming from a place of respect mm. and enjoyment? And is it just something? So I've toyed with the idea mm. a million times. Of doing a marathon? Half marathon. Starting right. with a half marathon yeah. a million times. And it's been these reasons exactly that I haven't done it. Mm. Um, because I'm afraid that I will stop enjoying it as much. Okay. That is my number one reason. Every time Tyler, I come to book it, I've even booked one and I didn't do it because of the fear that what if take... I sign up and then suddenly it's this pressure that I have to run. Yeah. As soon as there's pressure, I don't want to do something. Yeah. I'm quite similar to you yeah. actually. I don't really like the idea of doing if things competitively. But I, I want think it depends to, but on your I personality. But I, do, but I do want to, mm. I'll have my moments where I'm like, oh, but I really do mm. want to do it. But then I think, why do you want to do it? Is it to prove to people that you can do it? Yeah. Is so that this is the motivation. Is? This is, is the, that what it is? You've like, got to assess the motivation. Is it just to you? Is mm. it, what is it? If, you, if it is just to you. Is it to validate you, the running? Yeah. Do you need, do you need that? That's these why These are all the questions yeah. to ask. That's why, that's why I've never done it yet. Well, th these are all the questions that, if that's where your the mindset is yeah. for anyone listening, like these are the questions you need to ask yourself. Like, so what what is the true mm. intention behind this? And and then within that, I also said about the marathon training, like you are going to have to follow structure and a plan, and like there's no two ways about it. You can't run a exactly. You can't wake up one day and go intuitively. Hmm, I'm going to run twenty well, for a miles week. Today. For a week. For a week. I'm just not going to do. I'm just going to swim for a couple yeah. of weeks. No, you have to follow <laughs> exactly. a training plan to be safe. Yeah, and that is so important. And that's when I would suggest you know weight training is a really important component mm. of that and things like that. But is there 
so maybe when you have more times of structure, is there at least once a week when you can do something purely for you? So whether that's like, okay, so I have maybe three sessions I need to do. Can I save one of them? Yeah. Just to do my own thing at my own pace. No plan involved. Mm. I just want to have fun. Yeah. And whether that's like a dance class or swimming or whatever you want it to be um, or Your yoga or anything. Yeah. Um, can you just make that your thing rather than having to follow a plan? But I think these are the questions we need to have about intuitive fitness because there are going to be so many. And I hope off the back of this episode that people have loads more and we can start having conversations about it because, you know, I've kind of outlined the principles, but um, it's really interesting how they apply to each individual because it is so individual. It there's is. not a, there's almost not a right and wrong answer. But it's, it's so it's similar, to, it's so similar to intuitive eating. Exactly. In that, not e- you, you've got to get over the idea that every meal is going to make you happy. And perfect. And every meal yeah. is going to taste amazing and delicious. And that's mm. and it's, that it's something I've eat- had to come, that's something I've had to deal well, with. I'm like, what? I didn't love that meal. But with well, get over it. as well, yeah. the whole point of like, oh, I've got to eat something I really enjoy all the time. And no, sometimes, sometimes it's just like, like no, just I've eat got to something, practically just, eat something. Yeah, or I'm not easy. very hungry, but I'll be hungry when I'm yeah. in the middle of pe- training a client, for yeah. example. So I need to know I need, yeah, need, I need to, to eat a snack. Yeah, just get a sandwich in down yeah. now. Um, but the, I think the biggest part of intuitive eating and applying that that framework to fitness as well is about removing the guilt and shame out of that equation. About knowing that... Oh, perfect. Yeah, and just knowing that you, th- I just think it's almost like about having grace about it. Like you have, like there's, th- like I said, there's no right or wrong. It's just a learning curve. And Evelyn Tripoli, who created Intuitive Eating with Elise Resch, really talks about it like that. Like it's not a like right, wrong, black and white thing. Framework, it's yeah. really about how does this apply to you and every and opportunity, yeah, and every opportunity is a learning curve. Mm. And it's the same with fitness as well. Like, you might go to a class and think, actually, I really pushed myself a bit harder than maybe I wanted to. Oh, you're not a bad person doing that. That's just a learning curve. Or actually, I held back a bit more and I could have could have pushed myself a bit more. Then that, that's or still a learning curve. Or you have a session and you'd be like, actually, I didn't need that session today. Yeah. Like, actually, that didn't make me feel better. Yeah. That, that was a workout I regretted. Yeah. Thanks, women's health. <laughs> actually. Okay, Do you know what so I mean? I did. I actually didn't. I thought mentally... I, I was up for it mentally, but physically, no. Yeah. And I think over the years, you become you become better at understanding your body. Mm. You're still going to mess up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still going to actually. I feel figure awful. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to go swimming at the weekend, and I didn't actually end up going because I just couldn't make time for it. I had a few errands I needed to do, and it just wasn't going to fit in with my plan for the day. And I felt really disappointed about it and almost like disappointed in myself. Like, oh, you should have gone swimming. You haven't yeah, you swum felt, this week. You felt disappointed because you wanted to do it. I really wanted to yeah. do it, but I felt disappointed also because I'm really trying to improve my swimming and I really need to be consistent with it. And I was a bit annoyed at myself for not making it happen. And I just had to say like, Tally, it's one week of not get going swimming. It. Yeah, get over it's it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And it's okay. Like, you're not a bad person for not going. Yeah. Um, this was me yesterday. Like you just have to be really kind to yourself. Mm. And I think a massive thing is just being really kind to yourself with how you think about your training and what you're doing. And it's been lovely to start. Um, so on social media, I've been asking people to see their train happy moments. And that moment isn't like, it can be anything to the individual. And it's so interesting. And a lot of it is like, one person was like, after a serious 
surgery a year ago, I finally got out for a run, my first run in a year. Amazing. Or it might be like, you know, um, I felt poorly, so I li- had a lion. Or, yeah. um, or I finally got a PB and my, someone said like, my personal trainer told me I did a really good session and for the first time I actually believed them. And that was really lovely. And those kind of things are really important, but notice how they're so different for every person that it's not like, um, and I wanted to share that to kind of inspire people to reflect on how, what's the little things for them that happen, whether it's, whether it's like, you know, like that PB or having to be kind to yourself or that all moments of intuition, that all moments of, do you know what I mean? Sorry, just oh, what's your own? Go on, <laughs> share. Own. Well, that was go- that was going to be how I was going to finish. So, bam. so yesterday, I would I genuinely would say that I don't want to sound cheesy here, but I would genuinely say that pretty much every session for me is a train happy moment at the oh. moment. Sorry, mm. <laughs> but yesterday I really wanted to go. I wanted to go outside for a long, a longer run, a longer Sunday. I've mm. got time, re- and that's that's where the guilt kicks in, where you're like, but I have the time. That was my swimming thing. That yeah. Was, yeah, that's what... I'm that's really bad only, with time management. That's, that's another thing. thing. That's the thing mm. that makes me feel guilty. I'm like, you know, you weren't working, so you could have done it. I wanted a nice long run. I woke up and my stomach just felt a bit weird. Mm. So I, w- I was like, you know what? Just go to the gym. Do it on the tread. Do a short run. And I faffed around for so long because I wanted to... I, I, basically, I wanted to be near a toilet just in case. <laughs> and I didn't want to go outside and then, like, be halfway yeah, be on a run. Mm. So it was just like... Oh, like like 5k 12k like that's such a big difference could have been outside i've done something really boring but i was like fuck it mate like like it's life and now you're gonna go for brunch yeah. like great do you who know cares? that's it saying it's life it happens who cares and learn and move on what am i meant to do not have a stomach ache like yeah yeah exactly it's not uh, that's not that's so what but, but back in the day that would have really really bothered me mm. or i would have gone and done it anyway yeah i'd be like forget it screw yeah. it i'm just gonna go and see what happens now i'm like no i'm not gonna shit my pants on the way growth <laughs> progress growth <laughs> <laughs> um, <not> that important <laughs> yeah and i think it, that's it it's like it's yeah uh, there were there are other things going on and like priorities yeah brunch the toilets are pri- brunch bloody mary yeah. <laughs> um honestly this has been such a great conversation great. i've had the best time um i think we've covered so much um <laughs> so much sex drives whilst <laughs> being in starvation mode yeah um yeah one of the the downsides of um dieting for sure um so it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for um, having me oh my pleasure and i hope maybe we get to do this again um where can everyone find you and more of your um outrageous opinions <laughs> <laughs> at banhas across all everything yeah um on Van's social media a brilliant everywhere. follow obviously i'm gonna tag her and all the stuff surrounding this so you'll be able to find her via my page as well but it's been an absolute pleasure thank, thank you, so, you much. so much no it's been great <laughs> bye, bye. ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>